0: You're listening to Never Sleeps Network.
1: Hey, it's Bilal Bikhani and Daniel Shahori. I have been bored once again by AW Dynamite. Daniel, I've taken a bit of a break for my birthday celebration. Uh, very good to be joined by you again. How are you?
0: Happy belated, my friend.
1: Ah, thank you very much. And uh, Alex, uh, I decided not to be here, so I don't blame him. Let's get right into it. Kip Sabian and Jimmy Havoc, uh, along with Penelope Ford, Somehow they factor into what is a very good tag team division in AEW and becoming better. They took on the champions hangman page and Kenny Omega. And of course they didn't win the belts. We did see uh, FTR in the crowd and the best friends who will face the champions. And that should be a much more interesting match, I guess for what this was, it's okay. Um, Havoc and Sabian do interest me as a tag team. There is a dynamic there. I, there's probably a story to tell with how Penelope fits with Jimmy and vice versa. Um, I just don't know. Do they need to do something with this team? Cause I think there's a storyline there. I just don't know,
0: you know, yeah, well, what, what do you do with them with, you know, with uh, FTR coming in and there's a lot of teams in front of them. Uh, I like them too, actually. And I, I actually like them more and more whenever I see them, but what do you do with them? Yeah, they're, not a prior- they're not a priority. They're not a priority.
1: Well, we'll get more into FTR later because there was more from them. I-, I am excited to see the Best Friends versus Hangman Page and Kenny Omega. I think that'll be great. I love the Best Friends. Arn Cassidy had some stuff later, uh, and and these are interesting teams. I don't think there's a weak team here. Uh, we'll talk about Private Party later. I have some issues with what's going on there, um, but you know, I'm willing. You know, we didn't get a chance to podcast uh, about the uh, AEW pay per view a week or uh, on my birthday. And I thought that started very weak with the tag team match. I didn't feel that way here, so I think they have made an improvement. Um, I still think they need to flush out, though, uh, these teams. Even the Hangman Page-Kenny thing has kind of been forgotten in terms of their chemistry. That's just sort of been let alone. So, I don't know. Stuff to be done. Let's continue because uh, speaking of tag teams, one tag team we're not going to see is Sean Spears and whoever he was searching for all this time because over a couple of promos which played back-to-back, which I wasn't crazy about, Tully Blanchard basically said he's ending the search and he gave him a glove, and uh, obviously I'm a WWE fanboy to some extent, Daniel, so I just thought, oh, he's going to become one of Seth Rollins' disciples now, um, <laughs> but what were they trying to set up with this glove?
0: Uh, I, I Look, uh, I, I, I am not as familiar with the history of Tully Blanchard. I don't know if that was a gimmick that he had at Once Upon a Time. Maybe it was, but then I, I was confused as well. But then mm-hmm. JR said, there's a lineage of people donning the glove, and then go on to great success. I had no idea what he was talking
1: about. Yeah, and, and I wish they would have given us a little more, but I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt. I think they'll build something nice. Tully's quite good at managing good. Spears. And and Spears, as much as he's a loser, he's an interesting loser. So we'll have to see. We had Brian Cage, who I must shout out, once we found out Cage was the mystery entrant in the ladder match. Uh, Daniel, you invoked your right to change your pick to the mystery uh, person, and you were right. He wow. squashed Sean Dean... Uh, Taz cut a promo after John Moxley came out. He cut a promo after I'm not really on the Brian cage train, but I think this worked.
0: Yeah. I mean, I like him and uh, I like that he has Taz with him. I'm starting Mm -hmm. to wonder, maybe this is a question for later. If there's too many managers, (laughs) you know, I like them all, but there's a lot of them right now. Uh, Again, I, I just wanted to see just like with Jake Roberts, uh, I wanted to see Moxley and Taz more than I wanted to see Brian Cage. But, you know, we'll see.
1: Yeah, Cage has got a build, so we'll see. Uh, speaking of guys with a build and a manager, we had the Murderhawk in what I would only describe right. as a junkyard. And this was sort of interesting because he really did the talking, and at the end of it, Jake Roberts, who was there with Alex Marvez, essentially just apologized for him. Mm. I'm sort of intrigued by this. This could work if the Murder Hawk is so extreme That even Jake the Snake Roberts just kind of disowns him, you know. Like this could work actually. I'm actually I have some hope for this.
0: Well, I hope they don't break them up too soon, because that's what it looked like. There was there was a tease of maybe this is the beginning of that. But uh, I'd like to see them go through a little more together before they go their separate ways.
1: Yeah. No, I think there's some good. Like certainly there's been missteps with Jake the Snake Roberts from his mask, the stuff he did with Brandy. But there have been a lot of promos that have been so good that you almost feel like he's going into business for himself, which we've talked about before. Um, but those are the signs of some damn good promos when the manager is putting himself above a talent like the Murder Hawk uh, Archer, so Lance Archer. So you know, I still I agree with you. I want to see some more. Uh, private Party was drinking when Matt Hardy visited them, and uh, I ran the gambit of emotions because I guess Matt Hardy had helped them last week. Mm-hmm. Then he compared them to the Hardy Boys, and of I hated myself. Yeah, no, yeah. I just – he didn't have to do that.
0: You saw, you saw it coming a minute away. I know,
1: I know. But yeah. I just – why? And then he said if he could do anything for them, and they said mm-hmm. they wanted to have a Hardy Party, and then that wasn't enough. He had to run into Sammy Guevara when he went out of there. Uh, I just uh, – it just – I don't mind Private Party being a part of this roster. But you got Matt Hardy is this really the best use of his talents to help these two losers
0: maybe i mean i i didn't see that coming but there was a lot happening there they did mm-hmm. uh like i i didn't understand what the uh the intent with was the, with the meeting with, I'm sorry I'm jumping ahead to Guevara mm-hmm. like what was it like when they met in the hallway what was that about
1: yeah i i I, I don't I don't know um, uh, and I guess they're just I, I like that they're plotting some stuff out but the thing is you have that hallway scene and then Guevara is out there with Chris Jericho right after this and maybe there's a commercial break who cares as Jericho took on Colt Cabana with Swagger and, and even for Guevara to be singing Jericho's song again and I liked the little you know he's on his trolley and he's running around the ramp that was pretty good I kind of think they're starting to overexpose this kid yes yeah. maybe maybe this guy's the next Eddie Guerrero. But if you're going to put him in two segments in a row and overuse him in both for no real reason, aside from the fact you like the guy, you start to take away his appeal. What this was really about, and I'm not sure why Colt Cabana got so much offense in against Chris Jericho. That seemed very odd to me, too, and sort of the classic AEW trying to give everybody everything. Um, But what this was really about was Jericho cutting a promo on Mike Tyson. He wanted him right now. What he got was freshly squeezed, Arant Cassidy, who came out and put Jericho's hands in his belt, similar to how he put them in his pocket, and then he kind of rolled away. Uh, it just, it's just, I just, just I wish this worked better, right? Arndt Cassidy should not be a fill-in feud for Chris Jericho. I don't like what they're doing with Sammy and Swagger. They're just sort of accessories to this. Um, and, and then the best friends got involved, and the Santana and Ortiz got involved, and you made the number one contenders for the tag team titles, and Santa, Santana and Ortiz feel like afterthoughts.
0: Well, there's a lot of afterthoughts in there, including Mike Tyson, who mm-hmm. I was told was going to be there tonight. So I don't know what happened there, but he was supposed—they're supposed to further that. But uh, yeah, I, I think what you're, uh, the sentiment you're trying to say is that there, a lot was happening in that in that whole. Well, there's a, too many storylines uh, intertwining in that one segment. Uh, that's uh, so yeah, was, and because of that, a lot of people were afterthoughts. Yeah,
1: I just, again, I give them credit for plotting out storylines, but I think there needs to be a little focus. Speaking exactly of that, we had Britt Baker, and I want to break this down a bit because I think there's a lot to digest here. So she, we had an update on Britt Baker. It was sort of like the Mr. Perfect video, but it was her in a wheelchair. Yes. And she she didn't say anything. It just kind of had elevator music on it, and it kind of was too long. And, like, I appreciate, like, Handler being there and the AEW Doctor being part of this and Tony Schiavone having a camera. Like There were nice touches, but I don't know if this accomplished much for Britt Baker. Like, it just kind of was there.
0: Well, it, it doesn't accomplish her as a heel because uh, what I'm beginning to really notice uh, as of late, and I, I don't know if it's because of the era, but there is a lot of comedy on Dynamite mm-hmm. in AEW right now. Yeah, And there's a lot of it. And like a lot of uh, like when you're, because both Britt Baker and Jericho and his squad are supposed to be the top heels, right of the mm-hmm. of the two divisions, but they're both comic characters right now. And there's a, other than so it's 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 harder when like the only real serious characters in the whole show are Cody for the most part, and. The Murder Hawk.
1: Well, I was going to say Sheeta, and let, let's segue into that because sure. that's where we're going to go, and I know this is going to be a big mm-hmm. point of contention. So, Big Swole took on Nyla Rose. Right. And this is Nyla's first match since losing to Sheeta. And here, I, I just have to describe this, and you can re- react to this, Daniel, before I go any further. Sheeta was at ringside. You couldn't yes. clearly see the championship. It nope. looked like she wore a t shirt like I would wear right now, and yeah. she looked constipated throughout. And I just. This was like, you know, champions are supposed to have an it factor. I think she has the least it factor of any champion in the history of wrestling. Like, this is unbelievable.
0: Well, uh, other than maybe Riho, but I get what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Especially when she was just being upstaged the whole time by Britt Baker, who had the whole getup on Mm -hmm. the the car that she was sitting on. She stole focus, right? She stole focus from the, you just wanted to see Britt Baker because she was being entertaining. And, and just like you said, and uh, the champion was looking like a fan.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Who no, didn't I, wanna, A fan that didn't want to be there.
1: <laughs> and the match itself, Daniel, there, there, there were so many rest holes, whether it was a sleeper by soul, whether it was the, uh, the stretch, the, whatever it was, the abdominal stretch. I actually blew through my commercial skip early. And despite <laughs> the fact I had charted this out to skip all the commercials, I blew through it in this match because it was like a Randy Orton match in a bad way. Um, Swole did have a post-match interview and I give her credit for dressing as a Power Ranger that was a very nice touch Um, uh, but the post-match interview was again interrupted by Britt Baker who took that and I I don't know how you described it and I'm sure I won't do it justice that Kurt, like that wheelchair throne thing she had built and just smashed it against the ramp which was pretty creative which was funny Mm -hmm. and and she she bailed back when Swole got a chair which I enjoyed but I'm just looking at this division I'm going okay we're going to do Sheeta and Nyla again. Then whenever Baker's healed, if she's really injured, which I'm still not really sure about, she'll face Swole. And then eventually in like three months, maybe if we're lucky, we'll get Baker versus Sheeta. And then if there's any God, Sheeta will lose the title to Baker. Yes. But how far have we really come here, right? It feels like they should have just given Baker the t- I guess you can't anticipate for the injury real or not. But I think we're kind of back with that mess we had with this women's division. And it really is too bad because you mentioned Riho. There are some great women. Like, Chris Dantlander has been totally lost in this. You know, beep bop and all, I think she's better than any of the women we just mentioned. And she's not part of the picture at all right now.
0: She's not. But you know what I heard from all that, what you just said, is that mm. you're starting to come around on Britt Baker. That's what I heard from all that. A little bit. A little bit. Yep.
1: But yep. I, this is, there's so much. And you know what? There's a the potential for this to really push her over. I, I don't know... If she is, you know, as much as she's dating Adam Cole, I don't think she's their Adam Cole. I don't think she's that good. But hopefully, uh, and and certainly there's some uniqueness to her character. Speaking of which, uh, Darby Allen talked to Tony earlier, which seemed to be the theme of the night. Everything was with Tony earlier. Um, He wasn't cleared for this week after Cage had injured him in a ladder match. um, And he sort of was asked about the link to Taz and how Taz is recruiting him. So clearly they're trying to set up a narrative here where, you know, Darby Allen will come after Cage. And, and that's fairly interesting. I don't know. I almost wanted one of those weird black and white Darby Allen promos. I'm not sure. You know, you've had enough interviews. I, I think this is where you let your artistic people do their artistic things. This was a little bit meh for me.
0: Yeah, I think I think you're still going to get that, though. I think uh, once the that match is um, – I think they're going to have a uh, – they're going to push towards a one-on-one match between the two, mm-hmm. uh, which is unfortunate because they're not going to beat – Brian Cage right now and, it's a, and I don't like to see Darby uh, losing either right now but you're going to get that promo that you said once, mm-hmm. they once they have it built towards a match
1: To prove my point, uh, the FTR formerly the Revival, now the Revolt, also had an interview with Tony. Um, this one took place at least somewhere else in the lobby of the Jacksonville Jaguars arena or whatever and I, I, I can't tell you anything these guys said I totally tuned out and then the, the Butcher and the Blade, who don't even have the bunny anymore because she's busy chasing down QT Marshall if you've been watching A.W. Dark, which I can't get over how ridiculous that is. Um, so they interrupted, and they'll have a match next week. Yeah, what,
0: is, what happened with that? That's sloppy. I agree with you because there's no like – you see her. that You're right. That threw me off as well because that's the second week in a row they did that. And they're not telling you why she's not with the Butcher. I know. Sorry, but I agree with you. Yeah. That bothered me as well.
1: There is potential with the QT Marshall thing. And, of course, Brandy's aligned with with both of them, QT and Dustin. And then you bring in Allie. Maybe you get a mixed tag type thing. And there's Tares. something to be said there. But, yeah, I don't know how much that's going to do beyond a w dark match. Or maybe – a filler match on television. Um,
0: they did, yeah. Look, the, the, this company has a problem filling. They think that everybody's watching dark. Everyone's mm-hmm. watching being the elite and they're not yeah. right. Uh, I'm not. So that means a lot of fans are not right. And, yeah. And it's,
1: I, it's all over the place because you don't know if Dark's going to be an hour or if it's going to be 20 minutes. And right. that's mm-hmm. another problem is when you build those storylines on an inconsistent platform and I give them credit for adjusting in the global pandemic we're in, you don't have to do an hour but it does make it difficult. Uh, and certainly then you also have the problem of somebody showing up on Dark and then showing up the next night on uh, Dynamite, and it kind of undermines. Like, like rest is not a factor in any of these matches. And, and that's a problem. That's a narrative tre- thread they should be using, and they're not using it. Um, Cole Cab- we, we all found out Cole Cabana is going to take on Sammy next week. Okay. Uh, Mara Queen, the guy from Private Private Party, I didn't know that was his name, He'll face the TNT champion because Matt Hardy said so. I have no idea. And the Inner Circle, LAX, Hager are going to take on the best friends. That last one actually made sense. Uh, I don't give a damn about the rest of these two matches, though. Do you, Daniel? Because why?
0: No. uh, Look, this wasn't uh, look. This was a a weird show. uh, But the one the one thing that I thought woke me up and and Mm -hmm. I I did like I did like Jungle Boy and Cody. And we're not there yet. Can Mm -hmm. I go backtrack really quickly? Do we have time? Of course. What is the, what does FTR stand for?
1: I, I know Tony had a joke about a bunch of swear words, which was pretty right. good. I, I honestly don't remember because I know it came up in WWE. Uh, I'm sure the revolt is part of it. Um,
0: oh, but- I believe, I believe it's fear the revolt, but the reason yeah. I asked the question is they, they keep saying FTR, mm-hmm. but nobody, not uh, this is, this is to the same point as before, is yep. that they're not explaining what, not once have they said what that acronym stands for.
1: Yeah, and I, it doesn't on inspire TV. any, yeah. And I think, and I get that there are hardcore fans who are into this product, but they're casual people watching this as well. And and you and I are, I would say on the hardcore side, and we're not sure.
0: i not positive, no.
1: Yeah, like, and I, I think you're right, but I, I agree with you. Like, especially since you had a whole interview. And again, I tuned out of that interview. I assume you listened to it, Daniel. That's the time to explain that, right? Like what did that interview serve if you're not even giving us the basics of who these characters are, like what their yeah. acronym stands for. like That's you know, a, I, yeah. whew, Speaking of which, uh, in, in another interview and in a show that had interview upon interview, uh, Colt Cabana was for some reason doing a backstage interview. Mercifully, Brody Lee, Mr. Brody Lee interrupted him, offered him a spot in the dark order. A little bit of potential here. Uh, and I guess Brody Lee still works with this company. I don't know what else we can take out of this. Daniel.
0: I don't know. Well, I don't know where this is going. They have so many guys I don't know – Is it, I, it's be, I, I didn't realize that uh, Evil Uno and the other one are Canadian. Which is yeah, so they're stuck. Which is, I didn't realize that was the problem, <laughs> but that's the problem. Well, they got no uh,
1: shortage of guys, so it shouldn't be yeah. that much of a problem, right? Like, And I'm sort of – to that point, I'm sort of surprised those two guys haven't done some sort of Skype promo saying they're on a recruitment I know. run or – I know exactly something. You know, like I don't even care what it is. Like
0: this, it's weird. Yeah. They had a guy who wrestled from the Dark Order called Ten, mm-hmm. suggesting there's nine other minions or the creepers plus whoever else. They didn't, and they said, anyways, the point is, mm-hmm. there's ten, and then there's two of them tonight. Like you don't like, where are these people?
1: Yeah, and I, and there's very little. Like I guess we could talk about Alex Silver and the other guy, but I don't even care. It's just it's Brody Lee and a bunch of jobbers and the two guys who aren't available and the PR flack guy, guy. like who who we don't even know anything about. Like that guy could have a cool backstory. He's
0: the best actor
1: amongst them. Yeah, no, he's an intriguing guy, but again, we know nothing
0: about him. I don't even think, I don't know, even know if he's a wrestler though. So
1: yeah, who knows? Uh, Finally, Cody defended the TNT title against jungle boy. Unfortunately, Daniel, I have to be honest, I just totally tuned out by the time I got to this match. I was just so exhausted with this show. Uh, obviously, Jungle Boy had some offense. This was a pretty nice feel-good match was the sense I got. Uh, Cody got bloodied up. He had the Nightmare family with him. Arn Anderson was there. Luchasaurus was there. This was good. I, I just I feel like they could be doing better things with this title. Like Even Jungle Boy winning the Battle Royal to be in this match I think at one point during the match, like, well, he's won 60% of his matches. Is, is that good enough to be the number one contender? Like, I get that he won a battle royal, but if That's you're trying right. to sell me on this sport field that records matter, well, yeah. like, a 60% win record is not a great record in wrestling.
0: Well, it's better than what the, the, the kid next week who's getting the title for. What? Yeah. Why? What? You said, you said, because mm. Matt Hardy put in a good word for him? Is, I would hope. Is that what, is that what happened? I don't know why he's getting a title shot, but because it, it's an open, well, because it's an open invite. Mm. Uh, but the, the the difference between these open invites and how they do it in the WWE is they're, they're usually a surprise in WWE, mm. but here they want to promote them in advance, which is fine. Uh, but I, look for a TV match. I like this I, to me. I thought this was the best thing on the show.
1: Yeah, no, I, th- I think that's fair. And I, it's unfortunate that uh, I just, you know, wasn't invested at that point. Uh, before we go, I do want to throw out uh, Apollo Cruz uh, won the or I don't know if he's just call Apollo now the U.S. title. And uh, you know, when watching this match, I sort of wanted this main event to be what we got on Raw, which was Apollo comes down, talks about being the champion and how special it is to him, and he says, "Hey, you know who I want to face? Kevin Owens." And the Battle Royal was good last week. I and I, I don't really want AEW. In fact, I want AEW to differentiate themselves from WWE yes so me too. And, and the battle royals been done with wwe a lot so it's just sort of a shame especially a guy like cody and i'm not saying he has to come down like apollo but say cody because he had the bat cape thing not too long ago say he, we have these big conversations with cody brandy dustin qt marshall ally could be there and it's cody trying to figure out every week who should i face who's hot who's on a winning streak who's got a good record against me Who's never got a shot? Like, there's a great narrative there where Cody, with all his infinite wisdom of this, you know, company, and maybe Tony Khan walks in one day and says, hey, what about uh, Scorpio Sky? He deserves a shot. Uh, And I don't really want to put Scorpio Sky in that position, but it would be interesting. It's such a missed opportunity. And it's not bad. It's it's good. But man, there's a lot more they could be doing with this title. And even for Cody to finally have a title, I just, there needs to be more narrative around this. And we just, like, Even the fireworks going off after this match, they felt unearned. It's a guy's first title defense, you know?
0: Well, you know, if this was uh, WWE, what I usually tell you is stop fantasizing about such things Mm -hmm. because you're just going to be disappointed. Here, everything you just said, I think you're going to get. I think this is just week two, Mm -hmm. but I think you're going to get that type of thought put into it. You're going to get those. uh, uh, So hold on to that because I think uh, you'll be pleasantly surprised.
1: I hope so, Uh, Daniel. I hope so. Yeah, wishful thinking. Is there anything else in the world of wrestling you want to throw out? Because I know we haven't done one of these in a while. Uh, We don't have to worry about Alex today. So, is there anything you want to throw out? Anything that's caught your eye in the world of wrestling? Um, Because I'm probably good, but don't want to throw anything in.
0: What that I'm? No, eventually, no. I don't know. I've been sort of skimming it. I haven't Mm -hmm. watched WWE product in about a week and a half. Hmm. I've just been listening. I've been following it, hmm. uh, but I'm looking forward to the greatest match ever between Edge and Randy Orton. Oh God,
1: uh, yeah.
0: that that that's the, probably the match I'm looking forward to most in the near future. What about you?
1: Yeah, I'll just comment on that because I'm a little rest, wrestled out with everything that's been going on. But uh, well, I'll, I'll I'll say this: the greatest. Ma- the thing about that is, it will not be the greatest match ever. But I think they've definitely learned from WrestleMania. This is going to be a massive shift from that. So as much as you and I will want to rip it, it'll probably be pretty good. I actually have a lot of faith in Randy Orton and Edge and WWE. They're going to sit down and say, okay, 10 minutes, bam, 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 bam. That's what you guys are going to do. 10 minutes. Well, maybe it's 20. I don't know. But I think they will make an adjustment because the the company has proven, you know, with, with Daniel Bryan, for example, that it might take them a little long, but they are capable once in a while getting things right and making a, you know, a course correction. I think this is what it's going to be. I do want to shout out uh, the NXT in your house uh, show that's coming up this weekend. There isn't a lot of hype around this show, but if you look at some of the matches, Charlotte versus Io Shirai versus Rhea Ripley, Velveteen Dream versus Adam Cole, uh, you know, I I think it'll be a really, really good card uh, and I implore anyone who maybe has fallen out of the NXT bubble to check it out, even if it's nice one.
0: I'm one of them. But, you know, here's the story. One thing Mm -hmm. I forgot, basically uh, what you asked earlier, is one thing that uh, I did tune in for NXT was for, was Mm -hmm. the Fight Pit match. Mm -hmm. Did you see that?
1: Yes, with uh, Thatcher, not Margaret, and uh, Matt Riddle. That was great. Yeah, and to have Kurt Angle there, uh, nice little touch. And and that rivalry has been really good. And, And I worry about Matt Riddle. Because there's a guy who should be pushed to the moon. Yep. Big fan of I I, got to check this. I believe there was a promo that played on Raw and SmackDown about them calling Riddle up. Which I think is why they did all the things they did. And I know they're not call-ups anymore. But I think, and I think it was for SmackDown. So I think somebody at Fox has finally realized that they have a legit MMA fighter who's just chilling out on Wednesday nights. Um, And I think that's probably ultimately what's triggered all this. So I think we are going to see Riddle on SmackDown, and I think – I think that's
0: exactly right. Yeah, that's,
1: that's I, why. I, yeah. I think the Fox guys – it might not happen right away, but this guy is going to be in the Intercontinental title picture. You can yep. see him forming a crazy tag team with like a Daniel Bryan or something, and I think in a year we might be talking about Matt Riddle uh, going for the world title, especially since, you know, Braun Strowman, Otis, and Bray Wyatt – I, I like those guys, but they're kind of in a holding pattern right now, to be honest. And I don't think those are the three guys and Wyatt was one of those guys that Fox, when they paid a billion dollars, were like, we want Braun Strowman, we want Otis, and we want Bray Wyatt. They wanted Bray Wyatt. They wanted Brock Lesnar. They've taken Otis because of just the way things have gone. But I, I, I'm sure there are people in the upper echelons of Fox saying, just give us a UFC guy because that's what we built our combat sports empire on. And Riddle is a guy you can strap a rocket on, and I think he'll be great.
0: Will they do Riddle versus either Goldberg or Lesnar?
1: Yes, there's no way Fox could resist that. And if not Fox, Saudi Arabia. Maybe, well, you think
0: Fox is is booking is is going to book such things? That they well, they're going. We have, we, I will I, like, I like. I hope you're right. I like the way you're thinking here. But uh,
1: I, I will admit, since you brought it up, I do remember that the 24/7 Championship started as an idea allegedly of USA Network. Somehow, found I itself. Believe. Yeah, it somehow found itself on Rob Gronkowski. He decided to go back to the NFL, yep. and our uh, truth <laughs> wanted back. And yep. how Gronk, who was mainly brought in on SmackDown ended up with that title, only for our truth to take it back to Raw, um, shows you how convoluted, like, just think about that. Fox, who wants a sports feel, wanted to integrate Gronkowski, at, sign him to WWE exclusively on SmackDown with Mojo Rawley. And what happens? He wins the 24-7 title, which was created by the USA Network, their broadcast competitors, and has just gone right back to our truth for the 30th. I
0: forgot season. about that. You're right. Oh, so it's just bizarre. You know? No, they got it back. I, I was surprised that they actually made the effort to show R-Truth getting it back instead of just, oh, well, angle effort. dropped. I, right. I'm
1: doing the air quotes, effort. Right. R-Truth yeah. as Gardner and uh, Gronk's TikTok assistant turning out to be an undercover referee. I don't know where he hired yeah. that guy. Um, but, but they I, bothered. Yeah. Crazy. But, uh, Daniel, always a pleasure to talk wrestling with you. Hopefully we get Alex uh, Ross, good old AR to join us. And, uh, yeah, those AEW dynamite, it bored me. Um, but you know, it wasn't the best one. Yeah. I I will say it's a long year. We're fresh off the pay-per-view. I think they are planting some good seeds and I think we will see the fruits of these seeds in the coming weeks. So I'm a little optimistic, all things considered. Uh, thank you again. And we'll uh, do this soon. Again, Daisy.
0: Never sleeps network.